Hello and welcome to episode 183 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. James and Jack this week for you on a very abysmal day for Sheffield Wednesday because I've had enough, Jack. I've had enough. Before we do any of that, we've got to do the tradition and say, how has your week been, mate? (laughs) Before we go into all of that. Well, for for obvious reasons, it's been like a cow pat. Uh, but <laughs> apart from football, it's actually been really productive and I'm getting a lot of things done. And actually off camera, you before have given me a lot of advice saying the last time I was doing all of this, what I'm trying to do, I was wasting a lot of time while well, I'm doing the polar opposite now. And I'm actually being stupidly productive, like all uh, pretty much all the time that I'm not in here, you know, like, like I'm not, I'm not no, wasting good, all of my time and, and I'm actually like. There's a lot of stuff that I'm trying to get done and getting done in a efficient succession, you know. If that's the I right had the way same to thing. Like, it's very easy. Like I like I like to take things easy quite a yes. lot, um, and you can fall into it if you're not. Yes. So you kind of have to get on that mm. that wavelength of oh, I've got this time. I'm actually going to use it, sort of thing. Um, it's it's just like it's what I'm looking at doing when because my, my time is freeing up a little bit more. It's it's the stuff that I'll, all I'm going to be planning and what can I do mm. and what can I bring back. Um, there was a lot of Sheffield Wednesday plans, but they kind of go to a crap with the current case of uh, where Sheffield Wednesday are at, unfortunately. Yep. But um, And according yeah, no, to some people on Twitter, good. blame, or, or sorry, X, formerly known as Twitter, you can blame absolutely everybody other than the chairman. It's never the chairman's fault to some people. It's so weird that. I mean, it's a, it's a real tangent, but it's so weird how, like, Everybody for for months and months and months are all blaming the chairman and, and are really behind Danny and then two bad results and it like flips on his head and it and and suddenly there's a sea of people everywhere that are saying the opposite now mm. and and it's team selection anyway sorry James I just cut you off uh, I'm just but... wondering if that's why the fact we're in financial problems sometimes because actually mm. Chancery Chancery's got a army of Twitter bots or something in it. <laughs> In Hillsborough somewhere, maybe. Yeah. Allegedly. No. That's a joke, by the way. That's it's a joke. Parody. That is a parody. joke. Parody. 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 Not saying he actually does. Thank you. No. To our knowledge, he doesn't. <laughs> what a mess. But no, yeah, so productive. Anything f- yes. anything fun? I know you've um, got um some. I've got a date on Friday. Out. So that's Have that's you? personal life stuff is I've got a date on Friday. So that's why I won't be on the Twitter this Friday, unfortunately, uh, because that's I'll all be... right. You're never on the Twitter. You've been yeah. on it once. I was the other <laughs> night, and I wish I wasn't, to be honest, because it was. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, but yeah, that was fun. Um, but yeah, just I've got a project coming out. Some of the biggest YouTubers in the world that cover video game modding have done videos on the that project that I'm in. So that's all quite scary, but but nice that. I think it's like, awesome. I, I honestly yeah. think it's going to be great. Huh. I, I, it's weird because you, you you can talk about the project you're in now, can't you? Oh yeah, I can. I can say that I'm in it. Like Fallout London. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know well, what's it's... even funnier is I I yeah. one of not to I'm not breaking NDA by saying this, but I feel like YouTube videos alone will be made out of one of the characters I play. There'll be whole like lore videos about who who this person is and why. Is, why they're doing so it, it'll be just, interesting to see it's like, if Bethesda it's really exciting. decide yeah. to pick it up and take it into the creation club at some point because mm. that the way that would be exciting for you jack is if that happens it becomes canon yes and i'm canonically in the fallout universe in that case yeah <laughs> Um, it's it's. It, I actually reinstalled Fallout a couple of days ago, yeah. and I've been playing. I've been playing an on. Uh, there's an Enclave mod that I'm playing through at the minute. Uh, Is it Fallout America 4. Rising Two? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've done just, the same. <laughs> I've just started to play through that. Yeah. Um, so it's just so annoying on the Xbox though because. I obviously have PC as well, but I don't really play Fallout mm. on the PC because the mods end up just crashing more than necessary. And Xbox seems to have a good way of not crashing with mods. Um, but there's a two gig memory limit. So like, it, you can't have a lot of big mods in at once and it's yep. very frustrating. Other yes. than gaming, how's your week been, James? 
good. Um, busy as usual, but uh, we're just getting some stuff ready. Water so his birthday's coming. So, <laughs> so his birthday's <laughs> coming up. So been sorting some stuff out like that. It's um, we're not. She's she, she, we're obviously seeing family at certain points, but not actually on a birthday sort of thing because we obviously live somewhere different now. So it's just a case of trying to organise all the plans for that. Um, bits of work. Yeah, I did the did a charity event last week. That was really, really nice, really fulfilling. Um, that sounds so cliche, doesn't it? But no, it is not. It was one of those just really nice moments that kind of give you some perspective of the good you can do. Um, that was the day of Watford, so... The reason ah. I bring that up is because if I seemed very tired on the stream on uh, on the night, it's because I was shattered. Um, nice. But but we Wednesday played really well in that Watford game as well. So let, let's do it. Mm. Let's get into the, the, the Wednesday side of it. The first thing is the Watford game. Me and Jake spoke about it a little bit. I think, I think we did. I don't know when we did the podcast. We did the podcast the day after, yeah, transfer deadline day. The yes. Watford game, we played some actually good stuff. It was... Mm. It was just that we lacked that clinical finish, Ugbo hitting yeah. the post, things like that. And then you get to Huddersfield. Before we do that, transfer deadline day, what were your thoughts on transfer deadline day? If you take it from before where we are now with Huddersfield, if you got to transfer deadline day, we obviously missed out on Maguire, and then we ended up with Pedersen and Paveda. How were you feeling at the end of that transfer deadline day? Because I didn't speak to you. You know what? I actually felt it was giving a lot of... Uh, I got the impression... Now, this is a subjective point, but I got the impression like the people we did sign were the sort of last resort, bottom-of-the-barrel signings because everybody else had already said no. Uh, and that's the impression that I've got from the players that we have signed at the at the end of the window, not at the beginning of the window. And... We've known what certain figures at the club have been like in the past with negotiating, whether it's players, staff, anybody. And I just wonder if those same antics have driven players away from us and into the arms of other teams. And that's the impression that I got, really. And I don't think that we got enough players in that we needed to cover the positions that are needed to cover, really. I I was quite disappointed, to be honest. How about you, James? No, How about you? Um... Well, we got rid of Byers, um, yeah. which is somebody who I think we've said we we haven't really seen the level step up from him. But as a squad player, it, it's weird, right, actually? Because if you put Byers and Smith on the pitch for me, they work best together. Um, and we brought Smith back into the squad. Yeah. So he's not gone out, but he's gone back onto the squad. But actually, I always thought he linked up quite well with Byers. Um, yep. The the fact that we haven't strengthened in that midfield position, we've actually missed all of our midfield targets. I think Paveda's coming in and is obviously going to be a number 10, so you could technically sort of say, is he going to be that attacking midfield? But he's not like central midfield. We're not going to play him in the centre yeah. center of midfield. So it's a little bit concerning that we wouldn't strengthen there for me our defense has just been shaky so I was hoping we would actually potentially bring in a centre-back I probably probably we probably brought too many centre-backs no we didn't but we brought Bambo in didn't we um yeah and we brought Bernard in so you'd think oh well why would we bring another centre-back in in January and it's because they just weren't good enough and obviously Iorfa's got some mm. injury issues um I think we're missing Iorfa's pace at the minute. I'm not going to lie. And I that's do. purely because of the mistakes we're making. Yeah. <laughs> the mistakes we're making, you need people to track back and run. <laughs> exactly. And he could do and that. We um, haven't got the players to do that, really, I don't think. Um, and that, no, well, it's, Huddersfield think, exploited it. That's how they scored as many as they did, because they exploited that fact that yeah. we couldn't track back yeah. simply. It's, and, um, it's just... We... The key position was that we needed a striker. And I think Ugbo is going to have too much pressure on him now, and I think he, it's going to crack. I don't think he's going to... I think he could have been quite a good player to have in the squad mm. and actually get a few goals for us. But now you've put all the pressure on Ugbo. Exactly. Rather unless we get a free agent a, in. Yeah, unless that does happen. But. And then you go to Huddersfield and... Oh, just... Right. 
I've got family who are Huddersfield fans, and I've said this before on this podcast quite a few times. So I'm going to say this. Huddersfield are woeful, right, this yeah. season, and they put four past us. Yep. Which just shows how bad we were. Would you like me to read like, out the stats, James, for the, for the game? I'm sure you will. Go on. So uh, in terms of possession, Huddersfield had 38% possession compared to Sheffield Wednesday's 62%. Huddersfield had an equal amount of shots uh, in total, 12, as Sheffield Wednesday did, but their shots on target were six compared to our three. Uh, Huddersfield had seven corners, while Wednesday had eight, uh, and Huddersfield had 10 fouls, uh, conceded 10 fouls, sorry, whereas Wednesday conceded, conceded 18. 18 fouls. Now, to me, the shots in total versus shots on target of 12 to 3 just says it all for me that we don't have anyone near clinical enough up front uh, to yeah. put those shots away. And, and the, the, thing the is, fact that they had, right. we had way more possession as well and they've clearly hit us on the counter and capitalised yeah. on that you know, lack that's, of that's what it was. They, they scored their goals yeah. from wo woeful de defending yeah. decisions and mistakes. And that yep. has been the story of it. And you can turn to... I, I, when I see... I, I'll just say it as it is. Idiotic yeah. opinions on social media saying yes. that Danny Rull is responsible for that. He sets us up in a way, right? I actually think he is... Uh, he, he's got to take part of the blame for some of the decisions on positioning and for, mm. uh, you know, some of the selection against Huddersfield. But individual mistakes is not on the manager. And that's where we have been conceding. You can't call it a results thing with Danny Rull because yeah. <laughs> when people are making stupid mistakes. Now, we had 62% possession. We dominated the ball. Part of that possession is probably us picking up the ball out of our, the back of our bloody net in the second <laughs> half. Right. Yeah. Oh. Because the first half, we were on top. Yep. And then the second half, we just collapsed. The problem is, right, we know what Darren Moore's like. He's very rigid. He he, he goes for a goal. Mm. We'd have got a draw if Darren Moore was yes. there. But they took yeah. the shackles off and they just attacked us. And we weren't expecting yeah. that. I don't. I think that surprised us. That was one of the... We've been used to a Darren Moore Huddersfield. We expected it to be a little bit more cagey. But they'd yeah. let the shackles off and they'd just gone for it. Think about when Wednesday did that last season. Against the likes of Peterborough when Darren Moore actually did the un-Darren five. Moore yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he did, the, he did the thing that wasn't very Darren Moore. He just said, yeah. let's lump it forward. Everything's an attack. That's what Huddersfield did. They were, they were, they'd let the, you know, they'd open the doors and the, the goals were coming. That's a exactly. terrible analogy. Yeah. But um, it's one of those things. I actually, if I'm looking at it from a perspective, I don't think Huddersfield is still good enough to stay up. I think QPR could leap them now and it'll mm. be us, Huddersfield and Rotherham that go down, you know? Yeah. Eight points off safety at this point is atrocious yeah um, i agree and i can't see it changing under this regime and i we aren't we've never really been chancery out as but we've all lost faith in the current ownership structure mm -hmm. i think everybody on this podcast every everybody i've spoken to in the wednesday fan base says there needs to be a change and i've always been like there needs to be accountability there needs to be we don't just moan for moaning's sake here. No. I know some fans moan for moaning's sake, but I'm I'm very disenfranchised with what my f club is becoming because when Chancery came in, we were a mid-table championship side that were yeah. pretty, you know, just a pretty solid championship side. We're just we happy to be on, there, basically. We yeah. were on the up a little bit, actually. Stuart yeah. Gray had got us playing some all right football, so it was in an all right position. And now we are worse than that. Uh, has it ever happened? Because I can't remember it happening where we've gone straight back down. I don't think it's ever happened. It could have possibly happened like well before our time as Wednesday yeah. fans. It could have like decades and decades ago. But, but since we've, I don't, I, I don't think in modern my history, time as I don't a Wednesday think it has. Fan, yeah, yeah. But we, it, it's obviously looking to go that way. And I think he just needs to cut his losses and sell. And the problem I've got is, I just feel like he wants to cling to the club to the point of I think it'll get nasty before he would relinquish yep. the club 
And that's what worries me. And that's why I've not been prodding the bear. Yeah. Because I think if you prod the situation and we end up in admin and we end up all these situations because that's where it could go. We've seen actually in signs from him that it could get nasty with this stuff yeah. in summer. And I, I am really concerned about it. For what it's worth... I'll, I always try and offer the perspective of how would you fix it. I think you appoint. I think obviously you leave, and I think it's you sell the club. I think that's yeah. that's what we need, and that should happen. But because he's not going to do that, you appoint a CEO, you leave. Yep. The CEO does it all. You become the you become the custodian. You put the money in. Mm. You uh, you build a team around Danny Rule because actually I don't think Danny Rule will walk. I think he's more likely to get sacked actually. Yeah, I think so. In I fact, was thinking that's this what the other Milan day. Mandaric did. Yes, Milan Mandaric was the chairman, but he appointed Howard Wilkinson to run the day-to-day -day operations for quite a long time. Um, and other chairmen have done it before, and it's worked. It 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 was working. But no, it's yeah. But I but I agree. I don't I don't think Danny Rule's going to walk. I mean, he's even said himself in uh, post-match conferences that he's going to fight as for as long as he's the manager. And I, actually, and I know a lot of people are it was worried quite about sad that statement. It, yeah. Because that is, it was a, quite, that is a it lie. It was quite worrying. Yeah. It was quite worrying yes. if he's saying that, that, like, is that on his mind that he's going to get the chop or something? Um, and uh, oh, it's just, it's like you said, I, do, I just don't think that the current ownership structure will budge remotely because it's a pride thing as well don't forget the whole the whole it, act of owning a football club is in it's is in itself a a sort of statement of ego isn't it like you've got to have yeah, a pretty a pretty large sense of self to go like yes i'm gonna own a football club and to then sort of go oh i've got i've just got to cut my losses and leave uh, um and sell up to somebody uh, probably not a uh, probably like the the wholesale price if you like um it's a real big wound to the ego in that scenario and with the behaviors of the ownership structure in the past i really can't see that being something that happens i think it, it's like you say it'll get really nasty and it could face it could it could be a situation like redinger in right now or that like uh, bury were in or that or that scunthorpe were in before we actually get a change of ownership, which is the thing that is needed, and I just—I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of it, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I, I've been saying this for years, and and mainly over the past couple, we don't have too many rolls of the dice left. Yeah, it's it's a case of we've managed to hang on by the skin of our teeth to the fact that we could still retain the size of club and this club's history, and yeah. But it's a, at a point where things will start to get dismantled on a massive scale if we keep getting relegated from the championship. Because, yep, it's it's free, it could be freefall, and just look at Bradford City, perfect example. They were they were for a very long time in the old Division One and whatnot, and they just went into freefall and have fallen into obscurity and everyone's forgotten that they were actually for quite a long time in the top flight of English football. And you, you wouldn't uh, look, this is no disrespect well, to Bradford, of course, but like you, the modern day football fan would not go, Oh yes, Bradford city. I, they, they were, they used to be all the time in the, the top division to most football fans of the current generation. They're a league two team. Yeah. They're a League One, League Two team, and that's it. But and it's also a case of like the disrespect that's already us. happening with us you know? is the fact yeah. that you've got United in the Prem, and they yeah. just get called Sheffield, and they get yep. called Sheffield by people who are in the English football media. Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous that we are in the situation that we're in, and I'm sorry, mm. the the book has to stop with Chancery, it's 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 his decisions that has put us in this situation. Yes. Because we are eight points behind, right? Which has, uh, is this guy, what, 11, 12 games, whatever he had? Say Danny Rule wins three of those games, we're not in the relegation zone. Yep. 
Cisco should have been sacked after the Leeds game. You know, the draw at Leeds. Cisco shouldn't have been appointed. No. No, it should have been Danny from Day Dot. But I think uh, the reason why Cisco got the job uh, over Danny was probably because he had the one promotion under on his CV from Watford, even though all of those players were not his players. They were the previous players that had stayed exactly. from their relegation from the Prem. So, of course, they were going to go up again. Um, and two, I think Cisco promised to do it on the cheap. And Danny has said in his in, in a probably a knowing Danny in a big big like detailed plan, we need to spend this much, this much, this much on these all areas. And it looked like a really big job. And Cisco's been like, yeah, I can do that. I can just carry on on the cheap free transfers. Yeah, no problem. And that's the option that they went with because it was the cheap option. Or, or yeah, the, and he, know, he said that he said that he's paying. He, he said, "Oh, I'm paying Cisco more than Darren Moore. It's not the cheap option." And I'm like, "Well, well, we're, we're talking about sort of a, philo a club philosophy here. The yes. problem is, right? We have got everything set up to be a Red Bull style football club. Yeah, right. Just sell us. I'm I'm done with it." Now, because we're not staying up. And right, it's one of those things, Jack, if we're at the end of the season we've managed to stay up, I can look back and go, oh, what an idiot. Well, I won't be what an idiot, actually. I'll be like, well, they didn't look like it at the time. Yeah. Um, and we shouldn't be in this situation. We shouldn't be living. It's not just throwing all the toys about the pram because we've, lo we've lost 4-0 to Huddersfield. It's the fact yeah. that we've had a woeful transfer window. The manager yeah. hasn't been backed. I've been saying... Since Danny Rule was appointed, I think we'll be fine, actually, if we can get mm. to January. Did you, I did the whole thing. Let's have a look at how many points we need from these games. And I think yeah. Danny came with, like, two points shy of that, actually. And I was like, actually, yeah. that's still not too far off. It's January yeah. now. He can be backed. And he has not yep. been backed. Nope. So there's no... It's a case of... I it's think what we've done is... But like, yeah. Ugh. The loans that don't improve it as well. I think a lot of people think, like, oh, we brought Ugbo in and stuff like that. They're going to be here next season and stuff. We're, they're not... They're not. Right, hmm. we a lot of our team aren't going to be here next season, which is probably a good thing. But it's also a case if you've then got that rebuild situation and like keeping Lee Gregory here for to not be played to I probably know, not yeah. even be registered. You know, he's going to obviously be. I don't. I haven't seen the registration yet, but it just. I'm just. I'm tired of it, mate. And well, there's, there's I, I, a, it's, it's funny. There's actually a lot of rumors out there, and whether they're true or not, I don't know. But there's a lot of rumors, and again, this is speculation. Don't don't treat this as gospel. But there's a lot of rumors out there that uh, Gregory was all set to go, the deal was in place, and then yet again, in typical Chancery fashion, the goalposts moved at the last minute. Oh, I actually want this amount now, not this amount that we've already agreed on for a long period of time. I want this much now. And Derby have said, you can sod off because we'd agreed this much and we'd shaken on it or whatever. And if that's, if that is the sort of negotiation that is continually happening again, then I'm not surprised that we've missed out on players that we could have had that would have actually improved the situation. Like who would want to I deal with somebody like Michael that? Smith actually as well. Mm. Pivot into Michael Smith from Gregory. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Is I think he is our cheap. This is the worst, the worst thing looking forward. He is our cheap option to get back up next season. And Chan Series thought about that, which is why he was whacking the fee on him. Yes, that's Plan B. So yep. don't think we're going to like do this rebuild. The Plan B is Michael Smith. The, yeah, the Plan B season. is oh, we've got, we've already got a squad that's been promoted once from League One. They can do it again, even though they're past thirty years old. I do actually think this squad could get back but, up, but I don't know if this yeah. play style will work as well in League One. Because mm. if you think about... I actually think you you take Bannon, you take Palmer, you take Iwekwe, you t we won't have Bernard. Bernard will be off, so you need Bernard a partner. Going, but yes. maybe, maybe Bambo won't be as punished in League One, you yeah. think. Um, you, you look at your fullbacks, we'd need it. Maybe Famio. I offer can be I offer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then I offer. Yeah. That's if. But then again, he's out of contract in the summer. Um, yeah. I wonder if his injury play... record is going to cause him to not be renewed 
Yeah. Because he's had a bit of an injury record well, the last I, couple of years. I I think but... I think we need to we're gonna talk about contracts now actually. We're gonna yes, go into the yeah. news. Um but I think I think we put a contract on for Barry now. I don't care what mm. league we're in, just get Barry signed for next season. Um Again, give show him that a player captain's... coach role, even like yeah, he's doing his coaching should... badges. Give him a but show that player coach show that captain's thing. commitment again that he's going to be here no matter what happens. Because um, for me, he's he's still easily our best player, hmm. and I he more, was running the... the show against Watford. I'm sorry, but he was like yeah, he just he was bossing it. Totally. But it's not. And it's not like he. Knew, it's not like he. He was running it in terms of everything had to go through him. He was actually no, yeah. in a deeper position. Yeah. Where he was being effective. Exactly. And yeah. That was. That's the side of him that we really want to see. So for me, I know he's thirty-five, is he, or whatever. He, he's. Or yeah. Thirty-four or whatever. But I but think it's thirty-four. He obviously. There's a lot more games in League One, but we might as 34. well just give him the contract. I think he'll retire in the next couple of years. Yeah, I do. I reckon we just we give him we give him a contract. We 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 keep him on that year rolling now, you know. Mm. Um Yeah. But I actually I think we give him a year with an option or or a clause in there that says if we get promoted you get another year because I don't think it's fair for him to get us back up to league 1 and then get No. I actually think that we should show loyalty to the player in that regard. So I if agree. you get you you you've got a clause in the contract that if we get promoted you get another year. Yeah. Um but this is from Football League World, um, who are quoting the star again, but we, um, we've we got the Football League World article that we're going to read from here. Sheffield Wednesday star set for fresh contract talks. Sheffield Wednesday are set to hold contract talks with Josh Windass in the coming weeks, according to a report from the Sheffield Star. The attacker who can operate in an advanced midfield role and as a striker has been an important player for the Owls during his time at Hillsborough, despite injury issues in recent years, registering four goals and two assists in 22 comp- competitive appearances this term. That isn't a bad record for a player who has needed no. to adapt to championship football again after spending two years in League One, end quote. So there's a bit more in the article there, but we won't read the whole thing. So Windass, um, new contract. I think whatever league we're in, Windass is a good player. I think he's um, he's more likely to become more of a squad player in time going forward. We'd want that. Um, I feel like he's lost a yard of pace. I do. But I still think he's a very good player. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> And that's not a criticism. That's not me being overly yeah. critical of him. I just I, I yeah. feel like sometimes some of his runs they're not as they're not as blistering as they used to be. I feel like the Josh some of the runs sometimes like some of the balls that are played to him. Um, the Josh Windass that we had under Gary Monk about three or four years ago would have been. It really has been that long ago as well. Now Jesus, um, he would have he would have got on the end of them. You know. Um, yeah. But I feel like now he's he's just under, he's just behind where he used to be able to get to, you know. And yeah, but it's, um, in, it's an interesting it's, it's, one. It's, it's one of those things. If he doesn't want to stick yeah. around and he wants to do another challenge, I also won't begrudge him of that. He's a player yeah. that I'll always hold in um, a good regard. Oh yeah, um, which is which is nice to say. You know, he's he's someone that I think I'd happily have him in the squad. I. I actually want us to build around this youth core and not I dismantle do. it. That's the one positive about our squad at the minute. The worrying thing for me is people coming in and poaching talent. And I actually think it would be better. I actually think if we got relegated, the best thing that these young players like Asama, Masaba, they could, they, what they do is they stick around and they, they are part of a project. Yeah. I just think yeah. of like a front three of like Gasama, Kadmark and, yeah. and Musaba in the... Uh, in league that'd be one, frightening. Which, that's actually yeah. the thought in League One is actually quite frightening, in my opinion. Yeah, that's quite a lethal uh, trio, I think. But they and have to be, be able fair, to, you they could, have to yeah. stick around. The thing is, if they have got contracts, the one thing about Chelsea is he won't let them go. <laughs> no, exactly. He won't <laughs> even bloody the... sell them. If they're sellable yeah. assets, he won't bloody sell them, will he? No. no. <laughs> um... And that's actually a point I was going to make about Josh Windass. If we do go down and he's given, and he does sign another deal, then he's a sellable asset because he, he's, he's a surefire sort of option, isn't he, for a lot of other teams. Now, I guess, in the mid sort of lower mid-table to who want to stop up, he could be a yeah. vi- valuable option for them. But again, we know what the club is like with not selling players unless they cha- the player literally chases them down in Sheffield City Centre chases the owner down and 
basically argues the toss and forces a move to be made. That's what happened with uh, Lucas. Uh, allegedly. allegedly. Uh, yeah, so allegedly. Windass, is, Windass is 30 now. So he's coming to the point mm. where he will want to make a decision about... There's obviously always talks... So is it Argentina or some a club we're interested in him from? And there's been talks of the MLS. Oh, yeah. um, so it's a case of... He's either the, the thing is with Joss Windows, I think he'll want to be the big player and in the starting yeah. lineup all the time, or if yeah. he might move on. So it'd be interesting to see how that one develops. But for me, the only way you kind of salvage this, right, and it, it won't happen because they won't do it, but you, you can't even salvage it, right? But because it looks like where we're heading, you say you're back in the manager, you sign Deshaun Bernard. You know, you say yeah. whatever happens, we've got him as a contractor player next season. Yep, yep. Um, and you do that, and you do that, you do that. So that those two things for me, like you back the manager, you you sign, you, you realize that oh, actually, we got some good, good quality that we're going to have in the championship next yeah. season, uh, the league one next season, because we can't do it like we did before. Um. I actually think, well, let's have a look at how League One's shaping up now because I've not really been keeping an eye on it. Because we obviously came third, but we should have topped that league. We should have topped oh, that yeah. league in normal League One circumstances. Because we got uh, what? Portsmouth are currently sat in top at 63 uh, yeah. points. And how many games is there in the in League One? I forget. Is it 40? 48. For, is it 48? I thought it was 46. Not, not, not including the playoffs because there's 24 um, teams. So it's got to be 48. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, is that's how it works, 40. right? I'm not talking out my backside like that's that is how um, it works, right? It might be a case of no, there's 46, mate, because you can't play. Oh, 46. Yourself. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was 46. Yeah, 46. Um, so it's a case of we got. I can't wait was for it 98 points? We finished. The comments, don't, by the way, that's going to be fun. About it. Don't fighting worry about for it, my mate. life. I do it all the time. <laughs> uh, Twenty. I uh, we finished on ninety eight points, right? Uh, yes, was that last season. Yeah. Yep. So, in any other history, that would send us up automatics. Yeah. If if Dar if Portsmouth win all of their next games, all of them, mm. they will win the league on ninety three points. So basically, we were. That was an unbelievably like fluke. Oh, actually, I'm lying. Where... I'm lying. I'm doing maths wrong now. Oh, no, 15. they would end up. How many games is it? It's because they've got because everybody. Why is there so many games in hand in this league? Um, they'd be on a uh, hundred and eight points. Yes, hundred and eight points. Mistaken. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they would. Yeah. Yes. Which is still not. I believe, which is still not as many as uh, Plymouth got. It was Plymouth that won the league. We got ninety-six points, not ninety-eight. No, Plymouth got one hundred and one. One hundred and one, right? Ipswich got ninety-eight, right? So yes, if they won all that, but they're not going to win all of their games, Portsmouth. They're not going to do that, right? So Derby are in a similar situation. If they won all of their games, they would. I think they'd be on one hundred and five. But again. They're not going to do that. Yeah. Right. So it's a case of you You would imagine that the promotion's going to be 90 points. Yes. Um, yeah. 90 in, plus, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in League One. And you'd think that the squad that we had would go down to that. But it's going to be... It's not going to be fun. <laughs> no. It's... Uh, it's... I was genuinely con- talking to Jake about potentially making the podcast every two weeks for a while and then me putting something in the stopgap because it's yeah. I, the way I felt on Saturday, it started just battering any sense of enjoyment around football. I feel better today, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah. it's still one thing that yeah. I'm still like, you know, it's it's not fun. And it's not a case of, oh, well, why would you give up if you only want to support the team when they're winning? Mm. This podcast has always been a misery podcast. We've had a couple of yeah. good weeks. You know, a couple of good weeks, literally. Jack, in a minute, I'm going to wake up and we're going to be in that bloody hotel room in Wembley and you're going to be snoring like a bloody foghorn and none of this (laughs) happened. Yeah. (laughs) 
I could have. And you're almost going to be. You could have smothered me with a pillow. Yeah. I could have. Yeah. yeah. I was there editing <laughs> the vlog until like two a.m. and then I was like, right, I need to get some sleep because I'm driving us back tomorrow well, morning. <laughs> and he was in his bed, just making so much noise. I'm like, dude, just breathe. <laughs> just breathe. Yeah. Oh boy. But this is it. Have you noticed the the enjoyment that a lot of Wednesday fans are getting from football and following the team at the moment are what if scenarios? What if Chancery sells us to Red Bull or somebody else that has the club's best interest at heart? Or what if it's just, we're just going to wake up and oh, it's back at Wembley? Oh, do you remember yep. this great time last season? Oh, do you remember this great time when we were at the playoff in the yep. playoffs against Hull? Oh, do you remember this? Do you remember that? None of the not... positive feeling is coming from the now, other than about the manager, and that's it. And and it's the what if the scenario thing, of what is the manager going to do? What could the manager do going forwards in the long term? That's all of the that's the hype is like, oh, imagine what Danny's gonna be able to do with this, this, and this on the condition that he is backed. But is he gonna get properly backed? We have no idea. Uh so that's that's that's, I guess. See, I could even sort of say, I could even sort because... of try and give like Chancery yeah. some sort of things. I can see why you'd get rid of Darren Moore in certain situations. And Darren Moore's obviously mm. shown at Huddersfield he couldn't go in and do a squad, but we had momentum with Darren Moore. That was the one thing. Exactly. But it's also a case of if he did that, he needed to get it right, and he didn't get it right. Yes. You can't make these mistakes at this level. It just feels like. <sighs> it's just abysmal isn't it apparently but it's going to be reviewed do do we, do we have do we have millions of pounds in our bank bank accounts have we ever owned a football club no is the answer to both of those questions and because of that our opinions mean absolutely nothing what have you ever done for you that's the reality club, Jack? what have, what, have what, you have, ever... what oh well what have you ever done for your football club all you do you say that you're fans but you just damage the club that's all you ever do I will say like, what didn't help on. this January window as well is the fact that we had a couple of blatant racists in our fan base yeah, that, I know. Try, that, that tarnished that was... our entire fan base and yes. didn't realise how they would make us look because they don't care because they're just that way and they've got backwards ways yep. of thinking. But it, instead, it, it it ended up tarring us all. So you look on social media and I wouldn't have wanted to sign for Wednesday this window um, after no. But... That's not the be all and end all of it. The the be all and end all of it. It was there was a long transfer window before that, and nothing really happened. Um, apparently, and that's what's going to end up being reviewed. So this is from the Star. Yes. Sheffield Wednesday to whole review into January transfer performance. Look to new transfer plans. The Owls were able to bring in four players in the month with Christian Pedersen and Ian Pervader joining the earlier editions of James Beadle and. Icky Ugbo on deadline day. Four players, John Buckley, Tyreek Backinson, Davis Vasquez and George Byers hit the exit. Wednesday boss Danny Rule suggested in last week's press conference that the club would look to the free agent market to remedy any shortcomings with their front line believed to be an area they'd look to strengthen. He was in no mood to discuss whether any progress had been made on that front when speaking to reporters after Saturday's defeat to Huddersfield Town. He'd mentioned during January that he would seek to hold a review of how things had gone in the window. He and his coaching staff are new to the club as recruitment as his recruitment chief Kevin Beadle there are also understood to have been a turnover in responsibilities and in some cases personnel in the analytics and scouting department for good and bad there will be things to learn he said that they will be able to take the summer transfer window take into a summer transfer window they'll begin preparing immediately we will do this in the next week he told the star when asked for about his plans for a review Quote, for the future, we have to take things from this transfer window and take a step forward and prepare for the next one. The next one is the most important one. We always know this. There is a big difference between the January window and the summer window. The summer window is over a long period of time. And to go forward, we must start next week to start for the summer window. This is our job. And I think there are things we can take and go forward, end quote. So at least he's talking about summer. Yes, summer is the biggest rebuilt window. Mm. That's why I was so furious, because you missed the window with this manager. A Danny Rule side, right? Yeah. It might not have been pulling up any trees, but it would not be in the situation where we are now. We've got players that just don't fit. You know, yeah. we've we've wasted time on players. 
Um, and in summer, he could have probably taken some chances on his contacts. He's got contacts clearly in Germany and in the German yep. structure. We could have actually brought oh, yeah. in some press-ready players that thought, yes. oh, yeah, I've worked with Danny before. He's, he's, his first managerial job, I'd take a season-long loan there from a Bundesliga side, lower lower Bundesliga, Bundesliga 2, whatever. Do you know what I mean? And Yeah. It's a different situation. Instead, we went for Zisco's yeah. signings from people he'd worked with and people he liked, and they just haven't really... They haven't really worked. You know, the, the the two signings that actually have been more the recruitment team, I'd say, rather than Zisco. And I will this is where I will give pr- props to whoever was scouting them at the time. Masaba and Gasama, there's clearly players yep. there. But the problem is they are in a relegation battle, you've got players that will get you off your seat, right? But if the Masaba can give the ball away as well. And I don't want him to ever be afraid of that, right? If we if we concede, yeah. we concede. Because you kill a player's confidence and that's just what happens. And I'm glad he he has that. But it also does have the other thing when you can't defend. If he gives the ball away, we're in trouble. Yeah. And that's actually kind of what happened against Huddersfield, as we saw. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk about the Beadle incident because yeah. what was he doing? Uh, well, it was just rooted to the spot, wasn't he? No, it's when he it... ran out. For the, oh, well, yeah, the, that, that as well. <laughs> I remember when, to be honest, do, do you not remember Cameron Dawson doing that the last time we were in the championship? Where he did a, almost the exact same thing. Out, mate. I've tried to block that it was season just, out as much as I can. It was like, what the hell was he doing? <laughs> but it's it was just, I think it was a mistake of his youth. It was like a naive, like, oh yeah, this will probably work because he, you know, he didn't have the ex- he doesn't have much experience. That was it. That was that was that kind of d- stupid. It's so making. weird. Our short fan faces short term memory though. All of a sudden, Dawson needs to be back in. Beadle's useless. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm not Pedersen, saying that. Don't worry. Uh, you know when just... Pedersen's like, uh, it was interesting because we're talking about Pedersen's debut as well. Like first ten minutes, I was like, okay, fairly solid, yeah. sort of, you know, well, well built. He might be a decent unit actually. This guy at left back. First ten minutes, he seemed all right, sort of thing. He's not fit. No, and that's the thing. He's, he's been, now he's had been a... on Swansea's bench all season. That's the he's problem. Had a, he's had a nightmare debut because he's not yeah. fit, and that's the problem. Yep with um, Marvin Johnson, which we'll move to now. Apparently, Danny has said it's been a, a small injury. There was loads of rumours flying around Twitter that he'd refused to play after the um, <clears throat> denial of a move to Ipswich, and apparently Ipswich didn't actually offer a fee. This is all alleged. Apparently, they offered just yeah. a free transfer with incentives and stuff like that, which is why Wednesday said no. Um It wasn't anywhere near what was reported, allegedly, and apparently, again... But there's talk about him throwing the toys out of the pram. I don't think personally, if he has done this, which I don't think he has, then after the fans backed him and we backed him, you can sod off, mate. However, I don't think he's done this. I think it is a slight injury because what's the he's this manager's brought him back in. You don't do that, right? Yeah. You, you get you might have a move denied you. but you don't do that when this manager brought you in out of the cold, and it, that was only a few months ago. So apparently, according to this theory that has been spread solely by fans over social media, um, a player who was effectively spent the first half of the season in exile, um, who kept being professional, kept saying, oh, I'm just biding my time, waiting to see what happens, whatever, and then has instantly come back into the team and made an improvement. That same player who can maintain this prof- this really high-level professionalism through being frozen out is now throwing his toys out the pram through one little denied move to another club. Please help help us figure that one out. Please. What, where is the logic in that? Where is the remote semblance of logic in that theory when you'd, surely you'd move on or cancel your contract or something if you were that fed up when you were in bloody exile and not remotely getting a look in just because the manager didn't like you as a person, which is alleged. I, like, I, don't, I just, I don't get it. I, I really no, don't and we need it. We, we need him back, so hopefully this injury isn't big and we yes, can actually bring him exactly. back in the squad properly. Um, well, we'll move on to some transfer stuff now. So the interesting one is um, Dar- uh, Duncan Maguire, it looks like it's falling through because Blackburn haven't done the transfer properly, allegedly. 
Oh dear. Oh no. I was saying, can you imagine oh, if we had a competent uh, What an idiot I looked. I was like, what? Because they kept signing player after player after player. They brought in like John Fleck and stuff like that. I was like, what a window. Like, what a window of. Yeah. They've, they've had a cash flow thing. So, but I was like, that's how you, you know, you strengthen sort of thing. And I was giving them some props. And then they snatched a player from us. And it didn't happen. Do you know what? I see a lot of people, oh, I feel really sorry for the player here. I don't give a crap because he used us. And I, I, said, yeah. this on the, I said this on Transfer Deadline Day. This player is using us. And I don't like that. So I got the impression that uh, it was sort of like Blackburn saw that we were interested in this player, didn't want us to have him, and were like, we'll just go for him. Not, th not because he's someone that we want and that would fit well into our system, just so that they can't have him. That's, I don't that's think, I don't think that's the case. I I I, 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 that's fair. I this also, is an opinion. I think yeah. they tried to they tried to strengthen it in a zone and, and, and use the money that they reinvested. And the market's yeah. a little bit dry in January, so they tried to reinvest it in a certain way. But then we pushed them. We probably pushed them can, so yeah. far out of the deal that, that they ended up paying. A, but it's a loan thing, and that's the thing. You, you could have just mm. not activated the option, but... There we go. And it's, uh, but I do see where you're coming from. Where he's just used us to just to to get Blackburn to budge. Yes, effectively, because that. Let's face it, all of the all of the detective work. He was in that. He 100 percent was in that Sheffield Marriott. 100 percent, he was there. The, that uh, was yeah, it. The Mercury. Yeah. All of the. <laughs> all of that detective work all over all over X, formerly known as Twitter. It was. Well, it I was, saw it straight away because I saw the door. And it yeah. was like, I was like, and then yeah, obviously the people did some more digging. And... Um, I didn't, and then looked at the seating arrangement sort of thing. So I, I made a punt on the fact that it was the door. And then I saw like M and that lot, they'd done that detective sort yeah. of work. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's interesting to. Uh... And then he used, the worst part was he was, everyone thought, oh, he's on his way to the, to Middlewood Road. Because he got in a Sheffield taxi company taxi Southern when he when he left the hotel, <laughs> yeah. and, he, and no, he wasn't going there. He was using that taxi to drive to Blackburn. So clearly they were like, "Oh yeah, it's going to be a shed load of money." But you go off to you can go off to Blackburn, and then it's just really funny after this whole saga, and it might not even happen because <laughs> the paperwork wasn't done right. I think. That's oh well, the, that's the reason. Oh well. Let's move on to players we might bring in. And I don't think this one is going to happen, but he's been linked. Fabrizio Romano linked him with us, as well as Derby oh. and a couple of others. Dwight Gale, 34-year-old <laughs> Dwight Gale, is on the free agent market. And he could potentially be of interest to Sheffield Wednesday. What would your thoughts be on Dwight Gale? I would have signed him at 30. If he yes. was 30 years old. 34 mm, i don't know because it like it, it just goes against the whole i mean i guess i guess we're in last chance saloon now like we're in desperate times and desperate measures to try and yeah. somehow cling on to championship survival but it sort of goes against danny's whole ethos of let's bring the squad age down they're all too, it, the, the average age is too too high you know like will he be able to will he be able to do it will he be able to cut it still I don't know. What What do you think? I think the Premier League ruined him because mm. if you look at his trajectory, right, 2016-17, 32 appearances, 23 goals. Goes to the Prem, makes 35 appearances and only scores six goals because of the level step up. Then he goes on loan the next season back to the Championship, 39 appearances, 23 goals. But then he sticks around in the Prem for three years with Newcastle. Yeah not making appearances. And then he comes back to the championship with Stoke. And you think, oh, that's a good move in 22-23, but he makes 35 appearances and scores three goals. Maybe the system didn't fit him. Apparently, his game used to rely a lot on pace and reactions, and it's not quite there anymore. This season, he's got 10 appearances, and he's obviously left on a free. We don't have anyone that can score goals. So if Danny thought he could actually bring someone in like Dwight Gale and get him to score goals and just have him stand in the box, fine. We need someone that's clinical at finishing, clearly. I mean... Six months. Fine. He wouldn't be my first choice, but fine. Mm. He would be the most Sheffield Wednesday signing ever. Yeah. But 
I think sign, that's so, possibly why. Sign someone why now happen. who everybody wanted us to sign like six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's do the uh, EAFC thing. So he's actually, he'd actually oh. be all right, actually. He's a 69 rated striker, uh, 75 pace, 70 shooting, 57 passing, 71 dribbling, 28 defending and 53 physical. His evolution paths, he's actually currently got an active evolution path um, that could get him up to 82 overall with 89 pace. Actually, that'd be all right. Um, but his best one could have got him up to an 88 overall if he'd have uh, done that. And that would have been a very nice card for you EAFC lovers out there. I'd take him if we absolutely had to because we can't hit a barn door at the minute, but I wouldn't want him coming in and like meaning Kadamatri hadn't got a chance because Kadamatri, yeah. I'd rather just put Kadamatri up front, to be honest. That's where Same. I stand on that one. The other one, the other striker that has been linked with Wednesday is a former player, and Wednesday have always talked about former player. Why are we always linking with former players? But this one makes a little bit of sense given the manager and the fact that this this guy does know where the net is and does offer that, that you know something a little bit different. I say he knows where the net is. He's not always been prolific, but Lucas Shaw. So, little history lesson for you, younger Wednesday fans, because I know there's. Quite a few that probably grew up when were very young when he was playing for Wednesday, which makes me feel really old. But football is really old as well. Oh. Yeah. Um he came to us in two thousand and fifteen and he made forty appearances for us in the first season, scoring six goals. He then went on the next season he didn't really play for us he made 10 appearances scoring no goals 2017-18 he made 30 appearances and scored nine goals 2018-19 he scored 30 he, he was he made 31 appearances scored 10 goals i never really thought we played to his his strengths to be honest as well when he got those goals mm. but he's he's then goes to Reading. Um, and just, he, he goes on blackburn on loan well yeah but it's it's very similar in his first season. Yeah. Nineteen yeah. appearances in twenty nineteen twenty scores six goals. Twenty twenty one is where he really kicked off. They they played to his strengths. He was on fire. Thirty nine appearances, nineteen goals, and then the season after, twenty four appearances, ten goals. So not the most appearances there. Hmm. And then in twenty two twenty three, so the season they got relegated, he still scored seven goals. So he's now been in the Chinese Super League since 2023. He scored, he's played in nine games and scored three goals. So it would be a case of getting him back to fitness. I just yeah. think he's the better option because he's 30. You mm. bring him in on a short-term deal with an option of a year or something like that and see yeah. if he fits into this. Because I think he could probably play Danny Rule's press a little bit better. Yeah. I, and yeah. He, and he, he knows where the back of the net is and he's done it at this level. So for me, he's a better option be than Dwight Gale. I think. Yes, that's pretty yeah. much where we're at, isn't it? He's a better option than <laughs> Dwight Gale. Oh, why? <laughs> why is my football club this? Can't we, can't we just have? Can't we just have something nice? Like what? Oh. it's just, it's just, <sighs> it's just. It, it, uh, what can you say in these situations? Like, it's you, just you so can say it's isn't it? got to a point of desperation. Hasn't it? Let's do the yeah. EFC thing because we always do it. Lucas Shaw is a 70-rated silver striker, 68 pace, 72 shooting, 61 passing, 70 dribbling, 26 defending, 65 physical. If you evoed him currently, you could get him to an 80-rated striker. But his best rating was 88, and that is a card, actually. What, oh, no, what his pace does Evo was, mean? His pace is worth... If you don't, do you not play EFC? No, not really. So... In Ultimate Team now, you can evolve cards. Right. So you can like okay. you can put them through challenges to increase right. their stats and actually make them usable. So it's actually got me into the game this year because I can actually make Wednesday players usable in Ultimate Team. So like I've got an 87 oh, rate. Oh, so it's like, it's like player training in the career yeah. mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got kind you. of, got yeah, yeah. Um, Ish. I've right. got like an 87 rated Barry Bannon. I've got like an 84 Musaba with 96 pace or whatever it is. And he is <laughs> ridiculous. He just, I've used him in champs. He can like, because people don't expect him to be good. And I just sprint past people with him because he's so fast. Um, the annoying thing is there's currently a glitch in the game because I could have an 84 rated a Wekwe, but there's a glitch in the game that won't let me Evo him, which is doing my head in because this is called the Patrick Who glitch, which changes the position to a central 
defensive midfield. It's, it's quite annoying, but let's get back to Lucas Zhao. Um, right. I want to see Wednesday bring in a striker and it wouldn't be the worst option. Yeah. So, yeah. I know mm. there's been talks on Twitter about a guy called Martinez as well and stuff like that, but I'm not weighing in on that one just yet until there's... Because no. that's just guesses and what would be fitting for Wednesday. If we start to see links on that, we will mention that. But yes, would you would you take him back? On a similar deal to what you said, really, a year maybe or, or six months with an option of another year or something. Just like see how he does, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I concur with that. I guess the incentive might be there because he's played for us before and he knows that many people think that he never should have gone in the first place, but... Well, it'd be a great bit of business. We'd do what we did yeah. with Jack Hunt, but even on a better thing, we'd, um, yeah. we'd bring in someone... We sold someone for a few million and we're bringing them back for nothing. For nothing. That would yeah. be ideal. Um, so looking forward to the week... We're not looking forward to it, but we play Coventry tomorrow. <laughs> do you know one thing that could actually, and I hope the lads do it tomorrow, they'll, if we lose, it's going to be miserable, but there's a chance we go to Wembley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because of, of the cup. If we beat Coventry mm. tomorrow, which is a hard task given how crap we have been, yeah, then we are one game away from Wembley, aren't we? And we've got, is it Maidstone? True. It's Maidstone, yeah. I thought that was really disrespectful, by the way. Did you see the reaction from the yes, Maidstone players and stuff? They all want a plastic stadium, didn't they? Yeah. Actually, I, I'm not going to lie. I love that stadium. I've, I've seen gigs there. Um, but it's uh, it's it's still a, it's actually a competent stadium where you can actually get a drink. It's great. Um, yes. Yeah. But it's one of those situations where they wanted, they wanted the city thing. We had it, though, when we played... Oh, my God, we're playing Giants in City. No, yeah, no, it's just money, though, isn't it? It's not... Exactly. It's, Man, Man City had about as much history as us, if not less. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then they spent loads of money. Mm. They were a good club, don't get me wrong, but they, they that could have like, easily been they, they, a, a, they were a about us level on, club. Do you know argue, what I mean? Yeah. Man City, I would argue, were on the same sort of level as Coventry before the big takeover in 2009. I don't know they, enough they about were similar, that to say that myself, but... You know, his, over decades and decades sort of thing. It, it, but yeah, we know Coventry have been up there as well, and Coventry will yeah. want the trip to Wembley. They've got the home advantage. I actually think we play better away um, at the minute. Yeah. So, I saying that, we've just been done 4-0, so ignore me. We're going to get done. Um, and then we play Birmingham at home on Friday. Oh, boy. If this is available, I might stream this in my Ooh. own misery. Oof. Oh, I may... No, I won't, actually. No, I won't. I'm busy. I won't be streaming that. I'll do the Leicester game and watch us get battered there on Tuesday instead. Um, but yeah, until next podcast, we've got those those games coming up thick and fast. Uh, going into Coventry, I could see us getting it. I could see us, I could see us going full strength and, and yeah. making a win. Birmingham is a must-win. Every game now is a must-win, and we've got Leicester after it, but Birmingham are going to be up for it. They're going to yeah. feel like they can get a result, and they probably can because uh, they it's just the way Wednesday are. They've lost their last two, but again, they were against West Brom and Leicester. They beat Stoke before that. They drew with Swansea. They, drew with, uh, they lost to Leeds. We we should be beating them. If we're going to stay up, we need to beat them. And that's the yep. situation we're in right now. Exactly. Exactly. It. But I am going to leave it there before we go on a rant for, for too long. Have you got anything to <laughs> add on this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast, Jack? Effectively, we've just we've just got to we've just got to just go with whatever happens now. Like it's it, we we can't do anything about it anymore. The best thing that we can possibly do if we want to affect any sort of change, and yes, I understand it's a bit of a contentious topic or whatever, but stop putting your money into the club. Protests in person don't really work when the owner doesn't really care all that much about the fans protesting in person. It's not like it's not like another club where the the owner actually cared a lot about the community and the local 
fan base because he he doesn't. I don't think he does. He's showing that he the current ownership structure is showing that they don't really give a toss about the local area. They they just want to look good as the owner of this shiny football club that got up at Wembley under impossible circumstances. That's what they want. And We've ruined all that good good press yeah, as well. So exactly, and like the best thing people can do, and it's up to them. It's up to you whether you want to or not. Don't put your money in the club anymore. Don't buy shirts. Don't buy tickets. Don't buy season tickets. All of that stuff. That is how you protest if you want to protest because. Marching through Hillsborough Park, while it's a great show for the for the media, doesn't really affect the actual person on the other side to of the fair, protest very much. I, Jack, I'm actually going to say I'm going to pull myself out of that and not represent the podcast either way yeah. on that protest because do you know that's what? That's my own thoughts. It's, that's my that's own your, thoughts. Yeah, it's, not it's the... one of those things of like I, I I didn't know where I stood on the protest, but I'm actually yeah. the, this country. The one the great thing about this country is everyone should have a right to protest. Yes, so, exactly. As long as and I'm not peaceful. saying I'm not saying that all the protests are wrong. I think if you no. want to voice that and you want to protest, go for it. But mm. realistically, he is a businessman, and his primary concern is money. Clearly, because that's all he's talked about in in the statements he's released. So hit him where it hurts in the money aspect. Don't yeah, put money in the club anymore. That's, yeah, the that's annoying thing is, though, I, don't, I always want it. to support our club and he's put us in a situation yeah. where I don't want to put the money in. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit of a sour note, but take care of yourselves, guys. Um, yes. There will be another day for Wednesday, at least. <laughs> so uh, we will see what occurs over the next the, week. The, take- the sun will still come up tomorrow as long as Russia don't nuke us into oblivion. So there we go. <laughs> but, so there we go. The sun will come up tomorrow. If not, an artificial sun will be coming over the horizon. Many of them will be. So there we go. There you go. That's that's a cheery thought. Thought. (laughs) Take care of yourselves and we'll see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. (laughs) See you later.